0: morning good morning family hey today I'm going to get into an area of parents and parenting and specifically we're going to be talking about over our next few lessons parenting adult children one thing you have to remember The Bible says that God has given us all things which pertain to life and godliness. What does that mean? That simply means to your everyday living. What do you have to deal with every day? You deal with your health, your fitness, your finances, friends and family, things like that. So the Bible gives the believer principles and instructions in all of those areas. Also, it says everything pertaining to life and godliness. Godliness is living your life in accordance with God's ways, biblical ways of doing things. It's what sets you apart. Not saying that you're perfect and that you're trying to be perfect. But as the scripture lets us know, this is called holiness. The opposite of holiness is being unholy. Those things that displease God. Now, we're going to take our lesson and we're going to pull some principles out of the New Testament in the Bible, the book of Luke or Saint Luke, one of Jesus' disciples who wrote it, and in chapter 15. Now, many people, when they Look at chapter 15, and particularly the verses we're going to focus on, is the parable that Jesus talked about in that particular chapter about two brothers or two sons. One is famously known as the prodigal son, and the other one is famously known as the brother who stayed at his father's house. But I'm going to share with you some things that I personally have not heard anyone really talk about in this story, but it is in there. And some principles of scripture that have helped me as a older male with adult children now, I have boys and girls, but it has helped me and taught me principles of being a parent at this stage in their life. As you know, your children, they grow from babies uh, where they're dependent on you for their food, their clothes, their shelter. Uh, As a parent, you're supposed to teach them right from wrong, read, write, count, setting up all that in their environment, safety, love, protection, provider, and nurturer. All of those things are something that we as human beings should even be do- should be doing for our offspring. So in this story what we're going to get in today, we're going to talk about certain things. We're going to talk about who's telling the story, why it was told, what happened, and also as I said before, this is called a parable. A parable doesn't necessarily mean that it was a true story or true events, but it talks about lessons and things that God is trying to portray to us or Jesus who tells the story, um, principles of what the kingdom of God is like. Now, there's a difference between the kingdom of God and what someone talks about. Um, Well, um, I'm a good person. I'm a moral person. That's great. And there are a lot of good people out here today. I do not deny that. However, I not only want to practice daily being a good person and doing good things, but I want to make sure I'm doing things from God's perspective for my life. And I want to show you and I want to. Not only show you that, but I want you to be more discerning if what you do in any situation you're in is it a good thing, or is it a bad thing, is it my thing, or is it a God thing? See, a lot of times we can do stuff with the right intention, but not necessarily um, it's a God thing. So, as a believer myself, And to other believers who may be listening in the teachings and the principles of Jesus Christ. I want you to, and I pray that you take the principles of scripture along with your recreated spirit and the mind of Christ and use those things for every area of your life. There'll be times where. Even from you exercising your faith on small things as we grow, as our faith develops and as it gets stronger, we will also know as situations arise, not only how to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit, but also from past experience where we used our faith on small things and we've gained wisdom, knowledge, all of those things that we'll be able to To accomplish other and bigger and greater things of faith in our life and area, in every area that pertains to life, the Bible is very clear to the believer. Not only that we are to live our lives every day by faith, but I cannot live my faith. My, I'm sorry. I cannot live my life by faith. Excuse me. If Number one, I don't know what faith is. If I've never used my faith, and if I've really written on the back of someone else and I wasn't sure if it was my faith, their faith, if it was just a presumption, or I did something out of foolishness or happened just to stumble on, two... Um, a good idea or a blessing see many times I can believe it's God blessing me and it's not really it's just you know the devil blessing or if I'm not recognizing that some situations that I've made they weren't really ordained by God or I, I didn't even get God's advice I just did it on myself I just did it myself So one of the things you have to remember the scripture tells us in 2nd Peter chapter 1 when it talks about faith it tells every believer that you're supposed to add to your faith and if I add to my faith first of all I need to know what to add and that's in 2nd Peter uh, chapter 1 verse 5 all the way down to gets into verse 10 and it tells me that if I add to my faith it gives me a promise and that promise is I will always get the one of the promises the intended result that God wants me to have for my life so I'm excited about this lesson I'm excited about growing myself and sharing with you Uh, this parable in Luke chapter 15. So I would encourage you, even before you get deep into the lesson, that you go to chapter Luke, I'm sorry, to the book of Luke chapter 15, and just read the portion, which is commonly called the prodigal son, that story. But here's my challenge to you. Not only read it, Read it in at least repeatedly, three times, in three different translations that you understand. That's very important. Because I personally, I was, uh, the church I attended, uh, they used nothing but the King James Bible. And really at that time, that was one of the most popular translations that a lot of people, everyone use, And it's a very good translation. Today we have other translations. You have um, the Amplified Classic. You have the Good News Translation. I like that. And remember, these are only translations of the story of the Bible. However, it is also imperative that you learn to read. And understand the original language, which is, for New Testament, it's Greek. In the Old Testament, you have a Hebrew, but also you have some Aramaic in there. I'm not saying be a Greek scholar, and if you want to learn the language, that's fine. I'm saying is, you'll have to get resources that tell you what the original Greek language is referring to when he used particular words, not only that, understand and go back and learn the culture, why this was being said, what different things mean. What do I mean by the culture and the context of what I'm reading? Well, first of all, in this story where Jesus talks about a young man who left home, came back home, one event that happened was The man had taken a job where he had to feed swine pigs. Well, if you're looking at it from a cultural point of view, and this is very important, the man had taken a job which was really an indictment against his culture, the way he was raised in his household. And that's what makes Jesus telling the story even more impactful to the people who were listening. It's for example, if in my particular culture where I grew up, the way I was raised, if I took a position in a gang and I was known for a hitman and killing people in the community or who I was a rival gang against, well, if my parents knew that, or if they heard and discovered this is what I did, it would be a disgrace, and it would be a shame to them, because that's not the way they raised me, I didn't come from that tradition, but it was something that I had decided to attach myself to, to survive, to make ends meet, when I didn't have to do it, So, my point is, understanding the culture, the context, why it's being told, and also listening, and I'm going to share what the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, is the same person who walked with Jesus Christ when Jesus walked on this earth, what the Holy Spirit conveys to us today and has shown me in the regards of parenting adult children I'm going to end with this here I want you to think about this If you are a parent and you have adult children when people think of you and when they talk about you even your children would they tell someone that you're full of the love of God or that you're just full of sermons I know what we want them to say. But what would they say? Because it's very important that we learn how to demonstrate the gospel and not beat people up with it. That doesn't mean I don't have boundaries. I don't have standards. You should. But we want to show growth in areas of our lives because I myself, many of us, Have not lived perfect lives where we had to grow up. Some are still growing. Some haven't even started. But we've had to grow up to do sensible things and not the same dumb things and mistakes that got us in trouble. Alright, so I'm going to leave you with that. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. And we're going to come back for Lesson 2.